talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we record it, post it on the internet, and everybody laughs at us. Everybody laughs at us. It's true. <laughs> uh, coming up today on uh, The Quick and the Dirty, we're going to talk to my friends, Richard and Morgan, and we're going to hear their beautiful coming out story. In fact, I haven't even heard this coming out story, so I'm very excited about this podcast today. Now, what makes this coming out so spectacular? Well, I, I think it was spectacular because they were at one time both married to women. They had families and children, and uh, they they came out later in life, so that's why I think their story is a little more unique. I can't wait to hear about it, but we got to get to the dirty first. Sandra, what happened to you this week? Well, I went and swallowed my contact lens, Hillary, <laughs> and I think uh, and I think it's still in me. Okay, uh, first of all, I'm just I'm. How does one swallow a contact? Well, you see, this is where the story takes a kind of a weird turn. Um, <laughs> even I was trying to explain it to people today, and they're just shaking their head at me, like, "Are you the biggest fucking idiot on the planet?" But you would have done the same thing had you been in this, the same situation. Okay. So I'm going to an event the other night, and I decided to stop at Tim Hortons as I usually do, grab a coffee. And uh, okay. my contact lens, and I don't wear them very often, it popped out of one of my eyes. And it was just, it was just like dangling off my eyelash. Just dangling okay. there. And I managed to salvage it. Turn the lights on in the car and I'm looking at it going, oh, fuck, it's tacoed on me. You know, it looks like a taco. <laughs> right. So you need to wet it. Need, yeah. And it's stuck. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I don't have any saline solution with me. What do I do? So I put it in my mouth. <laughs> okay. And I started to roll it around in my mouth. Trying to get it trying wet. Trying to get it all wet. Hello. By the way, eyeball juice, salty. And uh, <laughs> then I took it out. Well, saline would be salt water. And I thought, oh, that makes sense now. Make, <laughs> the story is starting to come together. So, you know, and then I, t- I took it out and it didn't unstick. So I'm like, oh, God, I got to go to work on this. I haven't, I haven't done that much tongue work since the 90s. So I put it, I put it in my mouth. I put it back in my mouth and I'm trying to get my tongue to go in between the tongue. Like it was very involved, Hillary. And I was, it was like, it, yeah. it was like doing that thing you that I don't to go do back anymore. to college for that girl on <laughs> girl right. experience. To get I've that. never been good at detail work. Let me just put that out there right now. So this was like a challenge and I'm like feeling rushed too, you know, and I'm in line and I'm trying to manage this crazy line. And there's up someone and behind there's you. There's always someone behind me with the headlights in my face. So, uh, and then he honked because I, I had lost track of myself in line and I, I went forward and then I had to order. And then what happened? The, the contact lens, of course, went to the back of my throat and the next thing you know was a So you moment. were talking with the contact in your with mouth? With my mouth. And then, and then down it went. See, I figured it fell into your mouth because you know how that, you make that awful face whenever you apply mascara? Yeah. I figured that's like the face that you make when you try to put a contact that's in. That's exactly the face. That like I could blow you right yeah, now face. But, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> How about a simulation and we'll call it a day. So, I know. Yeah. So, so that's exactly that's exactly. And then I swallowed it. And then after I swallowed it and it went down, a few things happened. One, I realized I couldn't see out of my fucking right eye. And that's becoming a problem as I have a 30 minute drive ahead of me. So then I'm thinking, okay. Oh my God. And you can't put your glasses on because then it'll be too strong on the like other the, eye. And then I look like the Monopoly man with like one thing on my eye. And then I'm just, I'm just generally panicked. And then I started freaking out about a contact lens floating around in me. Just floating. It's not like they're the old hard contact lenses. It's a Man, soft one. But still. You'll just poop it out. Oh my God, Hillary. Can you imagine? 
It might even disintegrate in there with a the stomach acid. Yeah, but we don't know. That's just the thing. It's not like there have been. Did the you countless- Google what happens when you smoke? I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't have that on my browser. Do you want history. me to Google it for you and tell <laughs> you, you the mind? good news or bad? Would news? Would you mind? I just I right can't. now. You want me to go Google right it? ahead? Go okay. right ahead. And they were they were dailies too, by the way. So they were very soft. Are you googling it for me? I am. A part of me doesn't want to know. I swallowed a contact lens. Go. All right. By the way, Hillary, my liver can see Nashville. <laughs> okay, Snopes. Because somebody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Snopes says... Uh, Are you avoiding the part where it says death? I think you're going to be fine. Does my... Uh, you're not really giving a lot of information. Uh, doctor answers. Trusted doc. These are always great. You know, like the uh, trusted doctors give answers online, and they're probably not actually right, doctors. Yes. But um, all these limbs have been thoroughly tested. Manufacturers constantly look over each other's shoulders, optimize their own product. Blah blah blah. Uh, it doesn't say you're gonna die. Okay. No dying. Okay. Um, you're, you're probably going to poop it out. Okay. Well, that's going to be d- tough because, you know, I don't poop. It says as long as it's not Princesses a hard lens, don't do you're that. probably fine. <laughs> it's a soft it, lens. When you sleep overnight, yeah, yeah you're going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. I mean, I, I, I think I would rather just die instead of the alternative, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> It's not going to hurt. Okay. It's fu- like I mean, it's, it's tiny, tiny, but I mean, like still. a corn kernel. But it freaks out. Like, do you? I mean, who wants to have a foreign object in their fucking body? I don't. Sandra, well, except that one time. But anyway, <laughs> whatever. You're fine. I didn't like it. <laughs> do you, have you ever swallowed gum by accident? Yes, but that's not a foreign and you object. Lived. It's made of plastic. It's the same thing. Oh, really? It's made of uh, oil, which is what plastic is made of. Okay. Crude oil. All right. Yeah, you're okay, fine. Okay, I feel better. That's fine. Good. All right. Crisis averted. Moving on. God, you'd think, like, you're the mother. I know. <laughs> I know. I have no right to be, clearly. <laughs> that's, the, that's the irony in this situation. My dog swallowed, like, a, a quarter and he pooped it out. <laughs> I think you're fine. Did he make change? <laughs> He swallowed a quarter and two dimes and a nickel came out. Amazing. Uh, that would be impressive. It would be. He's a smart dog. Good for him. Uh, all right. So for my quick this week, uh, I uh, went to a 70th birthday party on the weekend and it was life changing. Uh, why was it life changing? Uh, okay, so first of all, it is my boyfriend's dad's 70th. And two thing, two amazing things happen. One... I am no longer crop outable of family photos. I'm in photos with kids in front of me. They can't cut me out now. <laughs> you're you're legit. I know it's a re- legit relationship. Oh my god, that's kind of a big deal when they put you in the official family photo. I know. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's wow, Hillary. Hillary, how do you feel? Uh, I feel good. <laughs> I'm still a little bit off to the side, but there's a kid in front of me, so that I'm safe. <laughs> so they can't take you out. They would. T- it would be like a lot of work to get you out. Right. Good. They could possibly Photoshop someone else's face on top of mine. <laughs> but like, this is what you want. You want to be part of the fan, or do you want to be part of the official family? Oh, absolutely. Picture? They're wonderful people. Oh, that's so. I nice. had a great time, but I really, really, I feel bad talking about the story. But it was so funny. Well, then you should. 
have you ever ended up at a party where you're wearing the same outfit as somebody else and felt that like embarrassment, especially when they look better than you in it or something? Um, Has that ever happened to you? Because it's like my biggest that nightmare. That is like, yeah. Like how many times do we see that in, in sitcoms and movies that everybody dies when they go to a big party and whatever? I don't think it's happened to me. Not not that, that I recall. Do you think it would bother you? Um, I think I would probably, I know exactly what I would do. I would probably take a picture of us and put it on Instagram and say who wore it best. Because <laughs> Joan okay, would want so me to. Okay, so get this. Chris's mother and stepmother wore the same outfit to his father's 70th birthday. <laughs> my mouth is gaping open right Like, oh my God. <laughs> that is scandalous. <laughs> oh. So everybody kept taking pictures of them side by <laughs> on the other side of his father. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. It didn't really bother anyone but them. Well, but it was so funny. I just couldn't imagine being in that situation. You see, it wasn't even. It, it's not about wearing the same outfit. It's the two people that were wearing the same outfit. It's you know, if it was the mother and some random aunt, who cares? But the fact yeah. that it's the the yeah. mother His and the father stepmother. has a type. Let's just <gasps> You're kidding me. Oh my God. <laughs> and they have the same fashion sense too. Oh my God. <laughs> so did they were they both like dying all night? Well, yeah, there was like a really awkward, very loud laugh when one of them came in the room and then they just kind of got over it. I don't even think that his mom figured it out, but his stepmom did. Oh, my God. Wait, the mom didn't realize she was wearing the same outfit? I don't think so. It was in like a slightly different color, but But the same shirt. But still. (laughs) Oh, I would dot that. In that moment, I'd be like, fuck, get me my heels. Give me my lipstick. I got to jazz myself up quick. I would die just a little bit in that one. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Can you send that? Can we use that picture as part of the official podcast picture? <laughs> I don't know if I have the picture. It was on somebody else's phone. Okay. Well, if we can't use that picture, let's use the picture of you in the official family photo. Uh, except I can't post their, I have to blur out all their faces. Okay. That's fine. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to do the dirty? Cause I'm ready to do the dirty. I am so ready for this. Okay. This actual podcast was inspired by an Instagram post that my friend Morgan put up on national coming out day in early October. And you know, he revealed a, a, a bit of his coming out story in it. And what I didn't realize is that my friend Morgan and Richard, who are a couple, were both at one time married to women. And now they have a blended family with 100 children or four, something like that. So please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty podcast, my friends, Morgan and Richard. Hello. Yay. <laughs> welcome, guys. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So tell me a little bit more. How long were you married? How old were you at the time? I want all the details. I know, me too. I don't know a lot about your story at all. I made a point of not asking you too much before this podcast because I'm kind of hearing it for the first time too. (laughs) So, okay, Morgan, we'll start with you. Okay, so starting with me, um, yeah, my wife and I met in high school, so we were high school sweethearts, uh, and we were married at 23, uh, had our first uh, child at 25, and... uh, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of wild to think back and go, okay, like, all the signs were there. Uh, I mean, I was on the skipping team in in school. (laughs) 
God's sakes. And I was really good at it. So, I mean, I think that alone would have been a big indicator for myself. But I wasn't really a big person on self-reflection and uh, in any of that. So, uh, yeah, so it started uh, really young, actually. I was just really young and did not know myself at all, I guess. That's how you'd probably wrap it up. <laughs> and I think, like, the world teaches us that, you know, you graduate high school, you get married, you have kids, you you know, you live all these steps that you're supposed to live, right? That's absolutely right. Exactly. And I lived in a small town as well. Um, and, you know, with my family and stuff like that, like, it was just always known that uh, that wouldn't be accepted. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things where growing up in a small town, my family wasn't, you know, obviously supportive of that idea. And uh, so, obviously, as a kid, you just want to prove people wrong. And so, really, I kind of fell into exactly what you said. Like, society kind of teaches you this is what you should want, this is what you should do. And I say that, but at the same time, I want to be very clear that, uh, like, I absolutely loved, like, my wife. Like, when I was in high school, like, she was the person. And uh, there was nobody else in my mind. You know what I mean? Even though I had these conflicting feelings... You know, like... Were you attracted (laughs) to the other sex at that point? Well, yeah, I guess... I mean, that's the thing is, like, I totally loved her. uh, And I still do. I still do. And, um, I mean, I, I guess, you know what? You're a teenage boy. I mean... <laughs> you're attracted to a lot of things. When yeah, you're a that's true. Boy. <laughs> it doesn't take much, does it? Right. Does it move? Yeah. I moved. And the other thing is too, like it's weird. Like as growing up, uh, I knew I didn't belong. Like I knew I didn't fit in with the guys, and the guys knew I didn't fit in with them. And it's kind of an odd dynamic where. I, I really didn't have a lot of guy friends because I didn't connect with them. And but it was conflicting because I'm like at the same time I found them attractive, but I could never have a relationship, even like a, almost like a friend relationship, relationship. All my friends really were girls. So did you think you pushed yourself away from them just to kind of protect? For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up in a small town and it was like a hockey town, that sort of thing. So it's like that. I don't want to say like that's the mentality, but it really was like about organized sports and uh, and all of that. So and I just didn't fit that mold. Yeah. So you had you were married at 23. You had a child at 25. Yep. And then then what? Uh, yeah, and so then we had our uh, our second uh, child, our daughter, at, and I, we were 28. And then, um, I don't know, what is it? Is it like the 30s or something like that, where you're like... The dirty 30s? The dirty 30s. <laughs> what happened to you, Morgan, in the dirty 30s? Spill it all. <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where you're like, I feel like there's something missing. And um, I was just never, ever comfortable in my own skin. So for me... Uh, I guess you start like start looking right, and then for me it was about reading, um, finding books, etc., to try and understand like how I was, uh, what these thoughts were, etc. And it's and really by around thirty four, that's really basically that's how long it took, honestly, until I was about thirty four, uh, until it came like I just was like I'm this isn't everything that I want. There's something missing here, even though. Uh, I love my wife and I love the kids and everything. And I really desperately didn't want to jeopardize that or ruin that. Um, so anyway, so but eventually I had uh, told my wife that I was gay and uh, we still stayed together for a few years. Actually, we were still together for a few years after that. Was she surprised when you told her? Um, it was one of those things where I before we got married, uh, I had told her that uh, I was bi 
And then I told her just before we got married. And then, you know, of course, like that we cried that whole night. And then the next day I took it all back. You know, I was like, no, no, you know, uh, in hindsight, that's kind of kind of wild, I guess, when I think about that. Um, but no, I, I don't know. Like, I couldn't even begin to tell her it was really hard. I, it was hard to even say the words I'm gay. Uh, so when I did come out at 34, she's the one who actually said it. She's because I was like, I just was almost like beside myself in the sense that I didn't want to hurt her. And I, it was hard to even say the words. Um, but she's the one who actually ended up saying it. And it's like, are you gay? And I was like, yes, I am. Was it hard for you to admit to yourself? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's funny because I was just telling this story before where, you know, being at work or whatever, or, if, uh, you know, anytime throughout your life, especially in high school and everything, uh, anybody who would like make that assumption because, you know, uh, I mean, I wave my hands a lot and I'm very dramatic and da 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 da. Uh, but they'd be like, you know, are you gay? And then uh, at the time, uh, that would just like gut you. You know what I mean? Like as a teenager and then even as an adult, uh, people would ask me that and it would just like, it would really, I guess, just cut me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think it's at the same time because, like, the people who would ask me are the people who would know me. Like, they would knew I was married. They knew I had kids. So for me, when they asked me that, they were basically like calling me out. They were calling me out and saying I was a, basically tell us the truth. Like, you you're married, but you're not straight. Um, so it actually wasn't until, again, I had done like all this research and stuff like that too. Um, got in touch with my feelings and all that stuff. Uh, so it's only really once you admit it to yourself and you're not ashamed of yourself anymore um, that those now like somebody asked me, like uh, we were at a bar and somebody asked me last week, uh, are you gay? And I was like, yes. And, I, and I, it doesn't have that power over you anymore, right. if that makes any sense. Right. So, so yeah. okay. So I want to know how did Richard, I don't even know where to start with you. Like, I mean, because this really is a very intricate story. There's moving parts. There's yeah. family members. There's children. Yeah. Um, Richard, let, okay, we have to we have to move to you now. So basically, where do I start? Okay, so if you take Morgan's story, yep, and just insert my name where it says Morgan. <laughs> um, so I come from a small town as well, um, and I, I married my uh, high school sweetheart as well. We got. Without knowing at the time, because Morgan was in another small town, uh, we got married the same year. Wow. We had both a boy and a girl. Um, we have two boys, uh, two Jacobs. We almost had two Nevs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and then we met after the, all of this. And then I, I did the same. I, I told my girlfriend at the time before getting married, I think I'm, I might be bi. And, and she cried and I took it all back and... It was exactly the same story. Is it's kind of weird. So, where in the story did you two meet? Like, did you meet after you both came out, or did you come out because you met each other? So uh, we met at work. That's uh... dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Scandalous. So the funny story is, is that we have a mutual friend, and uh, I I went over to talk to her, and then I looked over to. Um, on Morgan's desk, and I saw a family picture. And as soon as I saw the picture, I said to myself, he's gay. And I was straight at the time, but I just knew Morgan was gay. And we're all wearing white shirts and matching jeans. It was... It was meant to be. I really thought, like, I we thought I pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we were just introduced by this friend, and we just slowly became good friends. 
So, Morgan, what was your impression of Richard? He knew that you were gay, even though you hadn't come out yet. Yeah. You hadn't come out yet either, Richard. No. So what was your impression of Richard? Yeah, it's interesting because, um, well, one, I... <sighs> I never, I just assumed like Richard was a nice guy. So we started hanging out, but I never got any inkling from him that he was gay or that he was interested in me at all. Uh, so that was kind of a weird dynamic in the sense. Cause so when we would hang out, we'd hang out uh, in a group of friends always. We were always in a, in a large group of friends with our colleagues at work. And it was rare we ever were ever alone together. No, actually, when things were going on and people were canceled, it would be just Morgan and I were like, Okay, well, maybe we could do this another time. Yeah, we would never. I think I think you were personally, you said before that you were purposely avoiding hanging out with anybody you thought might be gay as well. So that I was, didn't want to be associated with somebody that might be gay because they might think that I'm gay. And I didn't want that on me. When was your moment? When did you realize? Again, I was 33. Um, and I just realized that I had stronger feelings. Uh, once Morgan and I became friends, I just, I felt like, there was something in me that wasn't happy. And I just knew that growing up, like I always avoided it. I always pushed it down and avoided being who I really was. And I think at 33, um, like a lot of men do, they just realize that I wasn't who I thought I was. So you kept pushing all those emotions down all those years. Anytime you would feel attraction to another man or whatever. What about though in high school? Because Morgan, you said that a lot of people would ask you or as you were getting older, you know, are you gay? Are you gay? Did mm -hmm. people ask you that too? They did in grade school. So um, I was always wanting to change school. So uh, primary school was like up to grade three. Then it was like four or five, six. So I was at like that change in schools and I got teased every time. Uh, high school a little bit less because you had more people coming from different areas. Um so I, starting in high school, I got teased a little bit less. Um, but oddly enough, like my first job in Toronto, I got teased by one of the guys too. And that that really hurts. And you just try to do everything not to be that person. I'm going to ask a hard-hitting question. And you're probably not going to like it. <laughs> Did you guys actually cheat on your spouses before you came out? Before we came out? No. No. Richard came out first, and then I came out. And then I had told Laura, I told my wife that uh, I was attracted to Richard and that I wanted to see him more. And this was, again, already after Richard was out and I was out. Mm -hmm. um, but then, it, yeah, as we were spending more time together, but I wanted to be honest with her yeah and she well. already knew that you and had she said that already she already knew. knew for years yeah and that's the thing is like we were at a point because like, we'd already stayed together for a, a few years so and those it was really hard it was like difficult and at the same time we felt we were making the right choices as well like especially because we had two young kids at the time um but yeah it became a point where it's like neither of us are moving neither of us we're living not everybody, most people didn't know, our, most of our family and friends didn't know. So we were putting on like a facade in a way um, as still like this happy family. It was only like ex like only a few, few people knew about us, uh, about Lori and I. And uh, yeah, so that's, I don't know. I just think once I, once I said it and... And then I felt like we were free, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. and then we could be together. And then 
and it wasn't it was shortly thereafter like i we separated you know because then it becomes real it's a real thing yeah now there's uh another person in the picture as well um so yeah so then i moved out to an apartment as well and then uh and then richard and i started dating well, absolutely, because you've been hiding for so long, you don't want to hide anymore, right? right? Yes, yeah. It's out. Yeah. Once you deny, you know, and uh, you're not living authentically at all, it's, uh, I mean, it was hard. Those are hard times. Uh, it was like, you know, crying every day on your drive to work uh, because there was so much, so many feelings and you're thinking of all the things that you've lost um, and not knowing, I think, in terms of what you've gained yet, you know, because it's uh, you're in that grieving phase, I think, yeah. at the beginning. And Richard, what how- about you with your wife? Yeah. How did you tell her? How did it all come about? So I remember the year I told her um, the summer was an awful summer just because I, I get got quieter and quieter. And then I just had to fess up and tell her what I was feeling. And that was really hard. She looked at me and she thought, like, did you kill somebody? Like, wh- what's going on? And I had to saying the word gay was very hard at the time. Um, and she, she wasn't surprised, um, but a little bit, um, she was hurt. Um, and then she kind of dealt with like, she kind of just wanted to say, okay, let's go. Let's, we have to write different chapters in our lives. Let's do this right away. So I think we were together for maybe four months till we sold the house. And, uh, then we just took separate ways and, and it was hard and we're still good friends. Um, again, was she angry? Yeah, she was angry. She was upset. Um, she went through like gamuts of emotions where she thought maybe I was using her to have kids, um, to, I understand. Uh, but all along she knew that I was a good dad and we were always having the children's interest in, um, in everything we do. So, um, yeah, she was upset, but, I think uh, I would be too. <laughs> yeah. Did she feel that you were, that she, that she had been duped somewhere along the way that, you know, that she'd been played by, I mean, I mean, did she, what, I, what I'm trying to ask is this, if you, if you thought and, and suspected that you were gay all along and didn't tell her, she would have felt like she'd been played, right? Like, why didn't you tell me from the beginning? And why did you take it back that time you told me you were bisexual? You know, did she feel that you way? lied to me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there certainly she thought I did. There was a point where I lied to her. Um, but it's funny because when we were together and I made the choice to be together because that's what I thought it should be, um, things were great. Like, we didn't argue. Um, I loved her. She loved me. Um, we we were on sync with any everything, like, from, you know, how to raise the children, everything. So that part wasn't a lie. Um so, I mean, it worked out in the end, but yeah, she was upset. But I think it, it, today, looking back, I think I'm happier and the kids see that. And the same thing with her. She's happier, too. How did the kids handle it? How did you tell your children, both of you? Um, so basically, um, you know, the, the kids were four and six at the time, so they're quite young. Um, for both of you, because you had a similar situation. Yeah. <laughs> were they, both four, they were both four and six, too, at the time? No, uh, my kids were a little bit older when yeah. I told them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so Richards were four and six, and Morgan, how old were yours? Seven and ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then, I hate to say, but the younger they were, the, the better it is in some ways, because they don't remember us together, and they just don't want to cling on to mom and dad being together. 
Um, but I mean, at four and six, I, I just basically told them that, um, that, you know, that I liked other guys and, and I'm trying to think, like, I wrote it all down because I, I, the most important thing is that I love them and that's not going to change. So even though the love between, um, their mom and I changed, that wouldn't, that doesn't exist between their parents and your, in your children kind of thing. So, um, we just made sure that we had everything the same within two households they were treated the same and um and that they were loved ultimately so they they took it quite well actually i was just about to say that kids don't care no about you know those those details and whatever and they're pretty malleable when they're young like that so nobody was shocked it was probably way harder on you than it was on them Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like i was stressed about it and it's like trying to find the right time yeah. and the right moment. Yeah. I think, too, like for me, it was, it's very similar. But uh, again, I love to research and everything. So I found this uh, fabulous book, which I would recommend to anybody who's you know, maybe going through this, too. And it's called uh, Families Like Mine. It's by Abigail Garner. And she's the daughter of a gay man as well. Uh, her father was gay. And uh, what she does, is, which is brilliant, is she interviews all of these kids who come from LGBTQ families. And she gets their perspectives in terms of like... Like how um, did their parents tell them? What were their expectations of them? Did they put any? Was there any pressure on them uh, to to uh, kind of like come out about their families as well? So that mm-hmm. to me was really valuable. And she also gave great advice in terms from her own perspective about uh, things that you you want to make sure you tell your kids when you do come out. So uh, and the biggest thing is basically that nothing changes in terms of how much you love them and that it's not their fault, etc. Um, and then also basically how you deal with that afterwards, which I found really valuable, which was um, when we when, when I came out and stuff like that, and I, and I told them, I said, like, you know, this is what it is. And it was honestly, I don't want to gloss over it, but because that was like, honestly, the hardest conversation I've ever, ever had. And I was just like stressed beyond belief about having this conversation with them because they're also older than um, Richard's kids. So I knew they were, immediately the next question was going to be, what does that mean for you and mom then? Right. So I'm telling them I'm coming. I'm gay. But then also they know what does that mean like for you and mom? And I'm like, yeah, and we're also going to be splitting up. So it was much bigger than than that as well. Right. Uh, but basically, the the big thing that I that I learned was that um, they're also when this happens, they're also in a position where they almost have to come out as well about their family, about you, about uh, and and really you you put no pressure on them. You say if you're comfortable telling someone, go ahead. I don't expect you to. There's no expectations, uh, and if you don't want to tell anybody, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really big because I know, I know, like growing when the kids when we got together and we moved in together, we reiterated that saying, you know, you don't have to tell people that you have two dads. You know, you you know your because I mean they have their own lives, and in a way, you are almost like forcing them to come out as well, and it's it puts a lot of more pressure on them as well. So where are you now? How old are the kids now? Uh, how old are you guys now? <laughs> how many years ago was this? Like, was it two years ago? Is it 10 years ago? Yeah, it was like 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Yeah, the kids are 15, 16, 17, and, and 19. 19. Uh, 19, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's four teenagers four. in your life? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and we're 45 now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys are so fun. Do you, do you not like talking about your ages? Oh, no, I don't mind. Because I lie about mine all the time. And it's no. okay if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> Me too. Nobody lies too. We're just going to lie. Okay? I don't okay. lie. I just don't say. Good girl. And it's nobody's goddamn business. That's why. Uh, okay, listen. I got it. You, okay, we talked about your wives and the kids and the way they handled it. How did... I have two questions. The children's friends mm-hmm. and your families. Because yeah. you both talk about growing up in this small town where nobody talked about it. How how did your parents feel about it? Did they know? Because parents know. They well, all know. They always know. <laughs> we know everything. And your parents do. You know everything. It's true. Yeah. So, Morgan, what about your family? Um, actually, it was it's surprising. So the, you you build up all this fear and you worry um, about um, the repercussions and the people's reactions, specifically your family. And I really did not know what to expect. I was actually really afraid that um, that my my family would reject me. Um, so, but it's funny. It's interesting. Like. After I told them, uh, I mean, I got a lot of, well, yeah, we kind of figured or we've been waiting, da 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 um, But everybody was lovely and accepting. And uh, I only had like one family member who had an issue with it, um, but has since gotten over it. Like it was honestly, it was really positive. And, and you realize looking back how much you... Um, you're worried about that or uh, your worries are unsubstantiated. You know what I mean? Like you don't, I guess you almost don't have that faith in your, in your family that they're going to love you no matter what, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I'm, I think maybe also there's a part of me that's really lucky that way too. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that's not everybody's situation, but I just would uh, let people know, like sometimes your fears are are just that they're just fears and they're not based on reality. That totally makes sense because you've spent your whole life, worrying about being figured out right. and you've told yourself that people may not like me and you just kind of assume that they won't. Yeah, that's exactly right. hundred percent. Yeah. And for me, um, I decided to tell my brothers and sisters first. So I'm, I was separated at the time. So I said, let's go out for dinner. And, and at the beginning during appetizers, they were just saying all these gay jokes. Oh Christ. <laughs> you're kidding me. And you're thinking, guys, <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Aww. Dead serious. And then after the appetizers were over, I'm like, there's something I need to tell you. <laughs> I, I love that he was so sophisticated. I'll wait till after the appetizers. Yeah. I'll wait for the main course. I'm not a heathen. <laughs> well, because then they can't leave, right? When Once you're into a main course, exactly. you're there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, you're committed yeah. to the meal. That's right. <laughs> so what, did you, what, what are the words that you used? Um, I basically told them that I never told them why I separated and I just had the reason that I had to tell them and I just basically told them that uh that I was gay and I you know the more I said it the more it was it was real too right and and at first it's it's weird how difficult it is to say the word gay it's it's normal now but back then it was like so hard to say it um and they were cool with it they were you, like you kind of called them out on the jokes too right oh, yeah, You're I like did, yeah. oh this is you know, but speaking of, <laughs> I love these gay jokes. <laughs> yeah. And then for my parents, um, my dad, uh, he had a heart transplant and this was towards the end and I never got to tell him. Um, I think he knew cause I was separated. That was towards the end and, and I kind of regret not telling him before. Um, but I was scared too cause it's your dad and I don't know. It was, it was just, it was, it was difficult for me. Um, and then, but I, I told my mom and my mom, um, was good with it. And I even had to tell my grandmother cause I was close to my grandmother and I was 
wasn't sure what to expect because it's a different generation and she was good with it and she you know called Morgan like how's your friend and did she say you're special friend oh yeah I, <laughs> how's your special friend how's your special friend Morgan <laughs> I'm I like, got still called special. that on the weekend, and I was like, what? <laughs> Somebody called you a special friend? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really lovely. Isn't that nice? I'm a special friend. I think it's love. I mean. It obviously. Guys, yes, I got to ask about the in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> How did it go with the in-laws? Okay, yeah. Again, like, people surprise you in terms of, like, my exes. Uh, my exes' in-laws. Um Lovely. Honestly, um, they welcomed me back. They said I could stay there anytime. Like, because we both come from uh, the same small town. They're like, you know, when you come home for the holidays or whatever, we want to make sure you're welcome. You know, you're welcome to come and stay with us over the holidays still. Um, or, and you're always welcome here. And like, again, I was just like, oh, it was, it was kind of shocking in the sense where, I guess, again, I built up on, and I love them. Like, they're just the loveliest people. And I was also, again, you're afraid of losing those people in your That's life, right. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting a little choked up. Um, but, again, it, I think it just shows, like, how people surprise you, you know? Yeah. And, and these we, people had, we, we expect the worst in people yeah. sometimes because we've seen some real assholes in this world. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised by the people around me yeah. when I expect the worst. Like, I don't know why I think everyone around me is an asshole. They're not. <laughs> and then they've, they've surprised me, too, you know, in life. Yeah. So I'm so happy that... At the end, and they want you to sleep over at any time you want. Well, you're their their your their grandkids' dad. Yeah, you're important. Yeah, and and I think that's it. Like, and uh, I guess, I, but to me, I was like, you know, they have every reason to be angry at me, and uh, and they they called me. I think like the next day and said, we are we understand. Don't worry, you're always welcome. You know, and they're just super lovely, really lucky. Yeah, and my in laws, uh, they were a little bit upset because I heard. You know, my ex and um, I get that. Like if somebody hurts my daughter, I'm going to be upset with you too. So at first I think they were a little bit upset with me. Um, But despite that, I mean, we still got together for the major events. Like if it was the kids' birthdays or Christmas, like they still came over. I went there. Like we still had those major events together. So my ex was in the, the room and her parents and, you know, I'm on Snapchat with her brother. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Richard's on Snapchat with everybody. Oh, good. Richard, we're not on Snapchat. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> That's And what about the kids friends at school and the teachers and all that? I mean, cause there's like a whole, there's different layers of people so and all the peripheral people that now have to find out. Yeah. You just didn't, you should have just written a memo and said, fuck, here's a story. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I can't tell y'all every single time I see yeah. you. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who have to get in on the loop at this point. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, it's interesting. I'm not sure. I can't. I haven't really dissected it in terms of um, how the kids have dealt with it differently. Um, but I know for for my uh, my two, um, uh, they were actually both pretty open about it. Uh, so they're open about it with their friends um, at school, like. Uh, my daughter would draw family pictures, and she draw um, our house, uh, and then also her mom's house as well. And but and Richard and I were both in the pictures, as well as you know um, uh, our other uh, our other children. Um, very open, and and both of them were, uh, and they would tell their friends, and they were totally comfortable having their friends over, uh, sleepovers, parties, whatever. So. 
Um, and I'm not sure what that reason is, like in terms of like if they were a bit older, which I, you would almost think that would be a bit of a barrier in that sense. But yeah, they were very open. Do you think it's just becoming more normal? It is. Where people have two dads or two moms. Like I have uh, two female friends who had a baby recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too, especially now. I feel like a decade ago, it was, we didn't know anybody and it was... Not that, the, and they were there, but we didn't know anybody. And also, we were kind of coming from a, a very different world at yeah, that time, and, too. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, my, my son, uh, right away, he was the youngest one, so it was just normal for him. Mm-hmm. So he had nothing to hide. For my daughter, it took a little bit longer, but I think once she hit high school, it's like, oh, all these people have two moms and two dads. So it was a little bit easier for her to come out then mm-hmm. about her, her dad. Do you have any regrets about the way things unfolded? I know it's a, that's kind of a big question because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I regret almost every, every day. I probably regret at least one to five things <laughs> right. that I do or say. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I have, yeah. I have so many regrets in my life too. But do you, do you look back and, and have like a catalog of regrets as well? Like I do. And I'm making light of it because that's yeah. what I do. But at the end yeah. of the day, do you ever, do you ever say to yourself, fuck, I should have just, when I had my opportunity, I should have just taken mm-hmm. it. Why didn't I? What do you say to yourself? I mean, I don't think I have a regret. I mean, would it have been easier to stay where I was? Maybe, but would have I been happier? No. Um, is it a little bit more difficult on the children? I, I think that's the part that that's a little bit difficult. Like, so we we share custody seven days on, seven days off. So they're going from house to house. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder for them. Um, but... We we're in their lives and and we want to share that custody too. So um, there's no regret. I mean, they see us happier, and I think ultimately, if we're happy, they're happy, and it, it just it's better that way. And I guess you don't regret getting married and having that first life because you love you both loved your wives mm-hmm. and you love your children. You wouldn't want to change that. Yeah, exactly. Like back, like when we were married, like we both said, we just, we loved the person we were with and we loved having the kids and just yeah, things change. Right. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's hard to, ha- I kind of feel like it's hard to have regret. I kind of like, tr- well, not hard to have regret, but I try not to look back, um, and think of all the things I could do. Dif- I could have done differently. The only thing I would say is just the regret of hurting someone that I loved. Um, and that being my ex. Right. Mm. So, for me, that's always a bit of a, I guess that's the one thing I'll always probably carry is just knowing I hurt that person. And um, and I'm not totally absolving myself of that by saying, you know, um, mm. I didn't know who I was and I was denying it and uh, the world was a different place. And I, you know, I, I couldn't admit this to myself and therefore it absolves me of all responsibility. It doesn't. And I think for me, that's the one thing I just would, I kind of just have that regret of hurting that person. And I just, I guess I worry, I, you know, you always have that thing where you're thinking like, what would they have done instead? You know, and, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, and I hope, and, and, I, and we've talked about that too, my ex and I, uh, and, and definitely she says that she doesn't regret that obviously either, because how can you regret, you know, bringing two amazing people into the world and, and that makes your life so much better. But um, I guess there's just that, that little bit there where you're like, what did I, what did I deny them yeah. of like their futures? But well. the kids are good. They're doing great. So I think that's comforting as well is that yeah. we did it right. We did it. We came out. 
uh, I don't know, at a good time. And I think they, they're happy and there's no... Well, and I think too, like we didn't um, shirk on our responsibilities. Like to me, I'm like, there was no question like coming out that meant um, that our kids were going to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we didn't come out and say goodbye, you know, every, you know, my old life completely at all. It was more just like, um, like to me, it was just equally important. Mm-hmm. Like for, I just, I wanted them to be a part of that and share that as well. Yeah. So there was no question about it. If you guys, either one of you were my dad, I'd be really proud of you. I really would be. I'd be, I'd be in awe of anybody who was brave enough to live their authentic life. And instead of telling me on their deathbed that they were gay and they, you know, right. I, I, I'm really in awe of you too. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Morgan Richard, thanks so much for joining us today on The Quick and the Dirty. Thank you so much. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.